Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Do you remember we talked on Open House a little while ago about a change to political funding legislation in Australia that was going to hit charities hard? It was the Electoral Disclosure Reform Bill, and in its original form it would have prevented Australian charities and not-for-profit organisations from raising their voice on political issues. It would have labelled charity donations as political donations. Well, in an all-too-rare display of political consensus, all parties have got on the same page to pass an amended version of that bill through both Houses of Parliament, and that's no small thing. Paul O'Callaghan is the CEO of Caritas Australia. He was one of the members of the Hands Off Our Charities Coalition, which fought against the original bill. Paul, welcome back to Open House. Thank you, Stephen. Glad to be here. (laughs) How significant is what happened? Well, this is one of those uh, rare moments in Australian, um, I guess, society and in terms of parliamentary responses to civil society. quite a rare moment. I can't think of an instance in the last 50 years, for example, where something like this has happened, and I'll just explain it. Yeah. Uh, a bill was put into the Parliament in December last year called the Electoral Funding and Disclosure Reform Bill. Hmm. Now, in theory, it was about trying to make sure that overseas donations were not going into our political process hmm. and distorting our political process. And I think you know, just about everybody in our community would agree with that purpose to try and make sure that there were real limits on anything like that. turned out that 80% of the bill was nothing to do with that. It ended up being to do with wanting to curb the voice of mainstream, non-partisan, non-political disability organisations, mental health organisations, other charities, aid organisations, and for for a kind of ideological reason that they didn't really like having criticism coming into the public policy process from mainstream Australia. Well, let me tell you, Stephen, there hasn't been a time since 1901, the federation of this country, when such a draconian piece of legislation to clamp down on civil society has occurred. Now, that's right. Now, just to explain that a little bit further, it meant that the charities, um, and, and this has been on for a long time like they've been chipping away at this trying to say that if you're a charitable organization you shouldn't be doing advocacy and we're not going to let you have charitable status if all you're doing is raising money to hit us over the head with your mean words well correct but you know um, many of us in the in the charitable sector were very supportive of the former government's uh, efforts to pass legislation which led to the creation of the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission, That's right. which is now in its sixth year. And the review of its first five years showed that it was performing incredibly well. It had it proved itself as a, uh, a, a sort of a charity-focused regulator that the sector, whole sector thought was doing a great job. Now, there aren't many industries in Australia where the boards and management are all saying, we love our regulator. But that's actually what they were saying. <laughs> and the, re- the reason is we, we'd never had quite that much understanding from, a, from senior officials who really comprehended that we're not just we're not like just businesses. We are mission-based organisations, whether it's in the mental health sector, disability sector, numerous other sectors, that's where we're coming from. But, of course, we have to be fully accountable. And 
the, the uh, legislation required right at its centre that no charity could be involved in any direct political campaigning, supporting a political party or a political candidate. So for the last six years, we have actually had the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit for Profit Commission, uh, ensuring that no charities, registered charities with them, are doing that type of activity. In other words, we've already got a framework in place to make sure that any taxpayer-funded support for charities is protected. It doesn't ever lead into direct political uh, campaigning. So that's, that's the environment we're in. But with this bill that was introduced in December last year, this set up a whole new dimension, uh, essentially arguing that uh, any advocacy by any small, medium or large charity organisation about their cause Mm. was effectively political campaigning, Mm, mm, right? And once you start putting all of that, what 99% of agencies do, of course, is not political at all. It's issue-based, non-partisan, non-political campaigning. In the same way, when you think about what happened with mental health campaigns 15 years ago, um, the whole uh, development of the NDIS, which essentially came from civil society in Australia yeah. and then was taken up by, at that time by the well, Labor Party. Yes. Yes, well, this is, and you've got to be able to advocate for your people. You're on the ground. To do mission work, to do charitable work, is to be a spokesperson for those people who you're serving because they usually can't speak for themselves. They're not in a position to. They don't have the connections. And, yes, you need to raise awareness. I seldom see, uh, Paul, I I think you'd, you'd agree with me, you seldom see charities that say, do not vote for the Labor Party or do not vote for the Liberal Party. They generally say, here are the principles that we espouse. This party um, has accepted points one, two and seven, but not three, four and five. So you let the voters make their own minds up. And that's, yes, of course, it's political activity. Everything's political at one at one level, isn't it? But um, you've got to be able to do that. But the bottom line here, Stephen, is that the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission has demonstrated now into its sixth year that it is able to manage and monitor very closely any registered charity that starts to stray into that zone Mm. and they can lose their registered charity status, which has a lot of big implications, including loss of any government funding support for one. Uh, They would also lose any tax deductibility for donations, etc. And there'd be reputational damage as well. So basically we've, we've got a framework in place. It's been working very well. It's been very well led as an organisation in its first five years. And so there was no need to now, if you like, go after the civil society world for putting up views. Just think, how radical is this? Asking for more financial support for people with mental health problems. Oh, how how radical you? is that? <laughs> in, how do you do that? No, but, but we got into this weird situation. Yeah. Uh, early this year, uh, our, our coalition of about 60 charity groups, we basically went to see... Uh, government people and uh, and the Labor people as well. And fortunately, the the joint committee that was parliamentary committee that was focusing on this by April, they recognised that there were major flaws in the bill and that the consequences, if the bill went through in that form, would be truly draconian, uh, would change the nature of how civil society is allowed to engage with government. In fact, would go the, the, the path of countries like Hungary or Romania or places like that. That's not where Australia should be going. No. So so then, then we were able to stay in dialogue, and I'm, I'm 
delighted that some people on the government side and on the Labor Party side, they, they engaged with us, they kept talking to us in the coalition, and then eventually in September they came to the view that there needed to be a redefinition of what political expenditure really was. In other words, they, they on both sides, they came to the view that what 99% of the charities and not-for-profits do is not political in that sense, mm. that is trying to get a party up, trying mm. to get a candidate up, but rather it's trying to influence public policy on issues that they are, their constituencies are most concerned about and often vulnerable communities who don't really have much yes, other exactly. voice. Paul, well, one final question, I think, which really does need to be asked, and um, th- th- this is a bit political, but that's okay too. <laughs> Scrutiny is good. <laughs> how does a bill that's so fundamentally, philosophically flawed as that, how does it get through the cabinet process? How did it get through the government party room process? Why was it before the parliament at all? I'm probably the wrong person to ask, Stephen. We're living in unusual times, and uh, there, there have been unusual bits of legislation that occur before uh, in you know other periods. But all, the good news about this, Stephen, and for your listeners as well, is that we people who are not in powerful positions in, in government or in the parliament, we can speak up. We should speak up when we're speaking on behalf of marginalised or vulnerable people or others in need. And guess what? On this one occasion, somehow, all the... Uh, key politicians ended up saying, you're right, you're right on this, we must change it. So it's a good story <laughs> for good Australia. Story. It's a good story and what a great way to uh, <laughs> to head off to the Christmas break. Yes. Paul, thank you very much for the Thanks work that you much. did on this. Uh, okay. On this, uh, I know it's a lot of work doing this sort of advocacy um, work, but uh, thanks for what you do and thanks for speaking with us. Thank you, Stephen. Great station. All the best. Paula Callahan from Caritas and a member of that Hands Off Our Charities Coalition. A victory for common sense. Rare indeed. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.